Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the all new Right for Your Life podcast and that is the last time I'm going to be calling it the all new. You didn't say that didn't you? Episode 8 was the, the limit for it being new. That was the cut off point and I'm going to stick to it. And who, who is this that we hear? Nobody knows. It's uh, Mr Mike Hurley. Um, how are you doing Mike? I am very well Ian, how are you? I am very well indeed too. It's been a busy old week. Um, I've been working on the novel and I've been working on the things that go around the novel and um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the first part of this podcast and um, and then we're going to talk about when to write. So um, uh, what's what time of the day? Is there a specific time of the day or the week that is more productive, I guess? Hmm. And um, so we'll be talking around that a little bit too because everyone has their own routines, I think. Um, but sometimes you, you, you know, it doesn't matter what routine you have. You just, you just have to do it whenever you can. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about. Sounds great. So um, I've had a case of the blurbs, and the blurbs is a condition where you are completely unable to describe your own writing in a way that might sound even remotely attractive to other people. I might sound stupid and be ruining your joke, but is that an actual thing, or have you just made that up? Well. I've just made up the condition of the blurbs, but um, the blurb is an actual thing. (laughs) It sounds like, I don't know, it just sounds like in in your profession that that, that's a term that would be used. It does. Maybe it's going to catch on after that. Uh, The the blurb, of course, is the... Um, it's the it's the kind of the write-up of uh, of the book, the description. It's usually the thing that goes on the back of the book or, or your novel that sort of gives a kind of a um, a pithy overview of what takes place in the book. It's kind of the bit that's supposed to sound really intriguing and exciting and encourage people to want to pick up your book and read it. And I so guess it's these days it's like the description in Amazon as well, right? It's not absolutely. Just, it's not just on the back anymore. It's also right on the front. Is it's on? It's on. Yep, it's on the back, the front. It's on Amazon. Um, it'll be on, I guess, iBooks. The bit that pops up uh, there. Um, it could be the bit that gets put out in press releases to um, news organisations. That goes to reviewers. That kind of thing. So it's it's really important. Um, and uh, and I've been working on mine. I've been working on the blurb for Ayers for Angelica. And I think uh, I think I speak for most novelists when. Uh, when I say that the blurb is something you always think about long before you actually finish writing the damn thing. Um, it's, I don't know. It kind of, you, you kind of think, oh, I can't wait to write the blurb. Or what would be the catchy little quote that goes with it? Who, what, what amazing author would be brilliant to get to uh, provide a quote for the cover of my book? And so you think about all those things. You know, the, what, what would the cover look like? What would the design look like? You think about all those things, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes into the process. And they're almost... <laughs> They're almost the things that you think about first. It's like having the last line, right? It's like writing the last line first, that kind of thing. It is, absolutely. And you kind of get carried away with yourself. And, uh, but lo and behold, I'm actually in that position now where I, where I am writing those things for real. And, um, and I found it unbelievably difficult to write the blurb. And I've been doing it, you know, with Legend, uh, my publisher. We've been working together to try and get it right. And it's been lots of back and forth between each other, trying to do uh, updates and edits and different versions, going back to old versions. I'll provide a sentence, uh, Legend will rewrite it or or suggest something else, and we'll be going 
back and forth, to and fro in trying to get it right. And, um, and it's difficult. It's really difficult to describe your own work. You kind of, it's almost as if you're too close to it, um, uh, or, or it means too much, um, if that's possible. Um, and, uh, and it's tough. It's, it's, it's really difficult. And I guess it's difficult in the same way that some people struggle to write, um, I don't know, their, their Twitter profile or something like that. Um, or, or perhaps, I don't know, Mike, you might, I don't know, I don't know how often you've had to write a description of what 70 decibels is or mm-hmm. every, every or time. A show. Exactly. A show description. Um, like for even for each episode or to describe the overarching plot of, or theme of the show, it's very difficult because you've got, you know, you've got a couple of lines, um, real prime sort of real estate, as it were, to, to describe something that's much larger. You know, you, you've got three lines to, to describe two hours of content or something crazy like that. I mean, how do you put, how do you compress all of that into something so small? Exactly. And that's the crux of the problem. It's trying to decide what should go in and what you should leave out. And um, you need to make sure that it sounds intriguing. People, uh, you want people to read it and want to read the book. Um, But at the same time, you want to make sure that you represent it properly and that it's of um, uh, that it's written in uh, the right tone, so it captures the right kind of feel for the for the for the book itself, and um, and it's such a it's a real fine balancing act. So, for example, m- the blurb that we finished with, with actually which went out today, and that will uh, I guess include a, a link to that in the show notes for this. Um, it was three paragraphs and I think three three bullet points as well. So it was really short. And that's a 250-odd page novel condensed into two or three paragraphs. Um, so there's loads of stuff that isn't in there. So Gordon, the main character, he has this difficult relationship with his parents and with the past. In fact, the, the entire novel is set in uh, a northern mining town. That's not mentioned. The parents aren't mentioned. He has a dog who is unfortunately quite ill and has diarrhea and it's quite tough for him. And um, he actually... Well, I won't, I won't, I won't ruin anything because hopefully you'll all read it. But you know that the dog is quite—he plays quite a key role. He's called Kipling. I can tell you that um, because he was named after the cakes. Kipling, Kipling cakes, exactly, um, for all the UK listeners. And um, and he's not mentioned in the in in the blurb at all because there just wasn't room for him. Poor he had to Kipling. go. Poor old Kipling, indeed. In fact, if you read the book, you really will say, "Poor old Kipling." Yeah. He's, You're giving this dog a real hard time. He's hapless, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so it's a balancing act of what to include and what to uh, and what to leave out, and it's really it's really tricky to know what to do, especially when you're quite close to it. But at the same time, I think it's important to uh, be involved, and I think that's something that I've uh, I've quite enjoyed it, even though I found it quite difficult, um, and I'm glad that I've been as involved in the process as I have been. Because I, you know, I'm I'm new to this being published business, so I wasn't sure if it was something that uh, the publisher would take care of entirely, uh, or that they would kind of tell me what it would be like. They'd kind of, you know, I didn't know if they would say, uh, "We think this is how it should be uh, conveyed for marketing reasons that you don't know about because you've not been in this position before." Um, I thought that was a quite plausible thing to. Uh, to happen and for them to say to me but it hasn't been the case I have been involved and um, I'm glad that I've been involved um, because it's it's important on one hand you there comes a point when you have to let your writing go you have to let your novel go 
um, especially um, during the writing process, I guess, when you need feedback. If you're not prepared to sort of let go of your book a little bit, then uh, you will never accept feedback properly and you'll never get better and improve. Um, so it's important to let it go. But at the same time, I also think it is important to continue at all times to care about how your book is first written, but then how it's talked about. And if you can control that um, and you can have, uh, you can be in a position where every single thing that goes out about your book um, you're happy with and you can stand by it, then that's, in, that's really important too, I think. So I feel like I have had that opportunity and I am pleased with the blurb, but it has been a really difficult process. So I guess I can kind of sympathise with that in a way because this is your work, you know, you've, you've spent so much time over it, it'd be a shame to hand it over and, and have it just completely change, like in the same way as the, the editing process, I imagine, could can, I assume for some people, be a quite tough, maybe even personal thing, because somebody's taking your work and, and making changes to it. Now, I know that yourself, Ian, you said that you, I think you said it on, on last week's show, that you were uh, you were looking forward to it. Um, and, and you were pleased that somebody was going to be sort of taking taking the book and, and making it better where it needs to be. But you know, there is your it's your message, isn't it? So I guess it's important for you to to nobody can sum it up like you can, most probably. Especially that that might be that way. You might feel that way about it. Well, that's a that's a tricky one because you would think you would think that that's the case, and I and I guess I. I don't know, 80% agree with you that I am probably the best person to describe the novel. But only to a point. I think that there's a certain uh, detachment really helps. So if someone has read the novel several times, which my uh, guys at Legend uh, will have done certainly by the time it goes out, um, I know my agents read it several times. Um, maybe they're in better position to describe it. Maybe there are things about it that they recognise as being more important. Maybe they have a better understanding of of, um, of uh, how it comes across to a reader or how it should best come across to a potential reader. Uh, maybe they're, maybe their understanding is better than mine because I'm so close to it. And that that's the bit where maybe you can care too much. I'm not sure. But, I mean, the one thing I do know is that once the novel is published, that's when I really do finally forever give up control of this thing. This is something that's been mine. I've had a level of control over for several years. The point at which it gets published it is then finally completely out in the public sphere and people can talk about it in whichever way they choose. They can write reviews, they can, they can talk about it on Twitter, they can say fantastic things and they can slag it off. There is nothing that I can do about that. But the one thing that uh, I can do is control what happens before it gets published. So if that's the novel itself, fantastic. If it's the blurb, that's great too. And uh, if it's my biography, which I've also been working on, so how I'm talked about um, or portrayed uh, from, I guess, the publishers and my perspective, um, then that's great too. And it's not about kind of being a control freak. It's just about <laughs> it's just about being able, being happy. It's about making sure that whatever you put out from your novel, from the novel or the book itself, to the way that it's spoken about or the way that it's talked about in the promotional material, um, that it's as good as it can possibly be. And that's kind of all I've in all my uh, three years of blogging and talking about writing. 
I think that's the one kind of message I've always hoped to try and get across is that whatever you do, always try and make it as best as it can possibly be for for the, for whichever circumstance you might be in. Um, and um, and I, and I, I'm still in that position. I'm still in the position where I can make the things, uh, make everything to do with my novel um, as good as I can make it. So. There are limits. You do have to you do have to give up on it sometimes, as in you do have to give it up to someone else or to the world. That's totally fine. I understand that nothing will ever be perfect, and you can change things forever. Um, but at the same time, you should be able to kind of look at something and say, "I stand by that. That's fine. I'm happy with it. It can go." And um, but it's but it is a real it is a real challenge. And um, and yes, so that's kind of what I've been doing. It's been it's been it's taken quite a long time. These things don't happen uh, easily as well. So, I mean, when it comes to your uh, your your book, Mike, I mean, I would leave a good week or two for your blurb at the end of it um, because you kind of think, oh well, I'll just been, I'll just that, that won't take long. I mean, if you, if people <laughs> if you do, you do think, well, it's just a couple of paragraphs. Well, I've written the- loads of them by now. <laughs> Exactly. I've got paragraphs all over the place. Exactly, but it's never quite this. Quite, it's excuse me. It's never quite like that, and it's the same with the biography as well. It's almost always really difficult to um, write about yourself, and uh, you you always want to. Oh, I don't know. You always want to tinker with it and meddle with it, and eventually you just have to get it to the best it can be, and then let it go. It's just. Um, just the way it has to be, but it is it is tough. It is difficult. So yes, that was my first thing. So I guess for anyone that's um, anyone that's listening, that's uh, writing the blurb for their for their book, whether it's uh, part of um, uh, a publishing deal or whether it's something that you're self publishing, whether it's your about page for your website, or whether it's um, um, I don't know anything like that. I guess my my recommendation is to make sure that you're happy with it and to leave yourself enough time to <laughs> to work on it properly um and uh and good luck good luck indeed good luck you're gonna need Farewell. it well indeed indeed so uh the uh the second the second thing i wanted to talk about that's the first thing i think this is going to be a slightly shorter podcast this week we we i think that we're going to go for a, a, a rough kind of half an hour estimate for future episodes. We're still finding our feet a little bit with this uh, this all-new podcasting business, I think. So we're going to aim well, for about half an hour. You say that, but next week it won't be all new anymore. So. <laughs> what? You're absolutely right. That That is true. It'll just be this podcasting business. Mm-hmm. But it'll still be half an hour. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> all being well. So this is our second topic. We've had about 15 minutes, so things are right on track. Our second topic is going to be when to write. Um, so tell me, Mike, how have you found this? Because I know that you have a really strict schedule mm-hmm. for doing, for, for doing your podcasts, don't you? You, you, I mean, we record at the same time every week. And, uh, you, I, as far as I know, you record with the, the other guys at the same time every week. It's a really strict schedule. So you know, when you're going to be doing your, I guess, in inverted commas, your creative work, um, from day to day, almost from week to week, you're really, planned out and scheduled have you taken the same approach with your writing yes um the majority of my writing happens um once every two weeks so at once every two weeks i i will be working on a saturday which means i have a day in lieu from work for my day job 
So on those days, I will I will always take a good few hours and and try and get some work done for the book. That is a structured time that I that I will set myself. Um, however, I also do I do find some time um, in my real work day, uh, which I can take for myself because I'm, I'm quite privileged in that way. Um, so I will write some then. I'll maybe take forty five minutes or whatever. Um, and, and do some writing then. Um, it is actually very rare that I will write in the evenings because they are. Th- my schedule in the evening is set and it's set very rigidly, and I can't change from it because it's. There are people that are relying on me to be available at such and such a time. Like if if um, half an hour ago I said to Ian, "Broom, you're going to have to wait for an hour because I've decided I want to write." Um, where I'm sure probably more than anyone, Ian would accept that. I don't think that's very fair on him. So. I have to. I do have to be quite quite strict, and that can. I, 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 we might talk about this, but I think that that rigidity can sometimes, maybe in my case, harm the creative process, because it feels it feels like maybe I'm sitting down to actually do do another job, which you know it shouldn't always feel like that. I guess. Well, it's always a balance, isn't it? That's the that's that's the thing. I mean, it's your scheduling is actually a work of absolute uh, wonder it's uh, the way that you organize your life around your creative work which is your podcast and your several different shows is is really you know quite impressive considering you have a full-time job as well it is i'm not just saying that yeah, no, I, think I, it... I don't have a life Ian. <laughs> well <laughs> but i'm happy with that i'm happy i have my weekends Indeed, but it's uh, it's it's a real um, it's a real difficulty, I think, for writers of any kind. Whether you're, um, I don't know, a novelist or whether you just want to keep up a regular blogging schedule, it's really difficult to put aside a time every single day or every single week or whenever it might be, and say, "This is when I'm going to write." Um, and I've always struggled with that. I think that's the thing that I've struggled with the most. I have a fairly strict, not strict, but kind of a straightforward, regular routine when I do write. But actually finding that time to write, I've always found quite difficult. I tend to write in bursts. And when I say in bursts, I mean maybe for uh, for three months I, I, I write quite a lot. But then I can go for another two to three months and, I, and not do anything. Um, uh, it's quite, I, I'm quite, a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a daydreamer. I think that's the plight of the creative person though. Like a, a, a creative work like, like writing has to come when the, the inspiration's there for some people or when the time is right. You know, it, it can't always be, I personally feel it can't always be just this right time to sit down and, and do all the good writing. I mean, for me, that's not really how it works. No, it's never worked like that for me. I've always, um, I don't believe in the muse. I've, I've said that. I've said that quite a lot on the internet Not for the, the last three years. Mind. I don't really believe in them either. Okay, but, <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't believe in the idea that you can only write when um, some some sort of uh, godlike fellow with a beard and a pencil pops down and helps you out. I'm not really into that. I, I do think that you 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 know if you can if you're if you sit down and write and you have some ideas and a notepad, then you know if you keep going, eventually something will come. Um, I think that's kind of how most creative things work. Um, but at, at the same time, I, I, 
I do think um, I do think having some sort of routine helps, and I, I do struggle with that. It's something I've always struggled to do. So when I talk about these bursts, so where I, where I write, usually it's because of a deadline, whether self-imposed or imposed by someone else. It was interesting what you said about um, podcasting and not wanting to let other people down. A deadline has a similar sort of effect in that it gives you some sort of uh, responsibility to to something else. For you, it's to other people. Um, um, if it's a deadline, then it's a responsibility to, um, I guess, to yourself. And and maybe it is to other people. It could be as part of a course. It could be for a tutor. It could be for a friend who said that they can only give you feedback at a certain time. Whatever it is, having that kind of um, structured responsibility is actually really handy. And that is kind of, I guess, how I've always worked. And that that's, I mean, when I, I think I mentioned this maybe in our first episode, but this, that's definitely a thing for me. Like, this isn't, the book that I'm currently writing is not the first book that I've tried to write. But because there is a, because I have a, a publisher on the other end of it, um, I have a social responsibility um, to him as a friend as well to get it done. It's not just about me now. And also that was one of the great things about doing this podcast with you is I was telling lots of people about the fact that I'm doing it every week. So where it may take me some time to get it out, it will eventually have to come. Indeed. And um, and it will. Yeah, it will. So but the reason I wanted to talk about this was because my um, my writing habits are about to change. I've kind of made a mental decision that the only way that I'm going to, at the moment, edit my novel. So at the moment I'm in the middle of editing is for Angelica, novel one, published 1st of September. Um, the next three weeks, I'm going to be working on that solidly, but the next three weeks are really busy already. I had stuff already sort of penciled in for the, for the next three weeks. I know, that, you. I know I'm going to be busy at work, and there's all kinds of things going on. But this needs to happen. This needs to be done. I've got a novel coming out on the 1st of September, so I need to get this edited in the next three to four weeks. It just has to be done. So I've had to find a way of doing it. Now, what I've always done before is, um, is kind of allocate or, uh, <laughs> I've either allocated time or another way of putting it. I find myself writing very late at night. Um, so I found myself being quite productive between the hours of, I don't know, 11 PM and 2 AM, 2 AM. And it sounds late, forward slash early i mean it's 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 not a not the sort of time to uh, to write that i think a lot of people would choose especially as i've got work the next day i mean i've got a full-time job it's important i'm not an intern somewhere i'm not an apprentice i've got a full-time job i've been working there a long time i've got responsibilities and things like that so i can't just turn up after four hours sleep and expect to uh, be able to do my job properly or for anyone to allow me to do that so um I've kind of realized that that's a bit of a no-go now, now that I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I'm not going to be up until the early hours of the morning working on my novel and, um, and, and, and then getting up and going to work. It just can't happen. So I've had to kind of think of another way. So at the moment, what I'm trying to do is get up early. Um, and you would think it would kind of have the same kind of effect. If you're still getting slightly less sleep, then you would expect that to still affect you in the same way throughout the day. But so far I'm finding that isn't really the case and I don't really have any scientific reason as to why that is the case. But um, um, I've actually been perfectly fine. I'm fresh and okay getting up at six o'clock in the morning, um, editing my novel or has, as has been the case, working on the blurb for the last uh, week or two. 
Um, doing that for a couple of hours before work and then going to work and then in the evenings doing a bit of editing work but mainly spending time with uh, my wife and uh, doing other things. And it's kind of working out quite quite well. So I guess my point is sometimes you do have to just adapt to whatever your situation is. So if something needs to happen or it needs to be done, which it does now in my case, then you kind of don't have much choice. You just kind of have to do it. You kind of have to make that time and find it and work out the best way of doing it and then stick to it. So I've kind of inadvertently developed a new, a new routine and I've I guess I've realized that if this works out, this is probably what I am going to do in the future because none of this business, I know deep down from experience that this kind of busy period in my life is not really a busy period in my life. It's just my life. <laughs> that's, just the, <laughs> that's just the way things are now as a 31-year-old chap. Um, and, and that's not really going to go away. So I do need to find a way of, of making it happen. And... I don't know. I, I I sometimes wonder if this is why people stop writing or they struggle after a certain point to get things done because they don't um, make things happen, if that makes sense. So when I, I introduced this kind of section as when to write, is like trying to find, um, work out the best time to write, I guess my point really is um, it isn't kind of when is the best time to write. It's kind of you need to make a best time to write. You need to make it happen. And I think I kind of talked to you about this a little bit in a previous episode when we talked about, again, the book that you're writing. And you said that, oh, I guess it was our podcast, uh, it was our episode about sacrifice, where um, I said there would come a point where you had to put that book first if you were going to get it finished. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might mean that you um, didn't record as many podcasts that, uh, that week or you, um, I don't know, took a week off, off work. And... Um, and I think that's the crux of what I'm saying here is that at some point you will have to forget everything else and, and make that time whenever it is, whether it's early in the morning like me, whether it's in your lunch hour, whether it's um, in the evenings or whether it is late at night. At some point, you really have to make that time and, if possible, get into a bit of a routine. So, yes, that was my other point. That, they were my two subjects. I've said all I need to say. Mike, what have you got to add? Hello. <laughs> um, so you uh, last week said you were going to keep challenging me about how much I've written yes um, I wrote a section this week which is um, you, you said three paragraphs it's more than three paragraphs but sort of the way that I'm writing is, is quite peculiar but I've, I've written uh, practically all of one section um, and I've also started a blog this week um, I mean I, I've tried blogging many times before same sort of deal Um I've always had trouble sticking to stuff, don't really know what's wrong with me. Um, but I thought, for the time when I'm not writing the book, or, you know, for, for whatever reason, I either don't want to or don't have the time to, to sit down and really dedicate uh, many hours to something like that, I want to make sure that I'm writing more. Um, so I've set up a blog at mikehurley.net, which is M-Y-K-E-H-U-R-L-E-Y. He tries to remember how to spell his name. Um so it's just as a way to keep keep practicing, really. And that. practice makes perfect. Exactly, and that that was my my thinking behind it, Ian. Really, was just to make sure that I'm getting used to 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 putting my fingers on the keyboard a little bit more often. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. I'm fortunate that I do it for a living <laughs> during the day yeah. as well, so I never really I never really lose touch of how to kind of 
do that as in you know literally tippy tap on the old keyboard so that's good news keep at it and i'm glad that you wrote a section of the novel i should uh, sorry not novel sorry that's a whole new project that i've just made up for you <laughs> thank you i need one of those i haven't got enough to do indeed the book the book that's what i meant I know. so fantastic tremendous news we should also probably tell people about a couple of guests that we're hoping to have uh, in uh, upcoming yeah. shows. Shall we tell people about that? I think we should. Why, why the hell not? Indeed. Um, so, uh, we have our mutual internet pal, Patrick Roan. He's going to be on the show um, uh, soon, we hope. And he's an extremely interesting guy. Um, he runs uh, the... Uh, fantastic site minimalmac.com mm-hmm. uh, which is about far more than Mac and far more than minimalism and um, and he's just released a book called Enough he's just published that and I want to talk to him about that but I also want to talk to him about his philosophy on writing um, because I think he's an interesting guy and I think he's going to have some interesting things to say about writing and the process of writing yeah, we're hoping to have Pat on quite soon again it's just about making sure we can uh, schedule schedule him in, but I have an idea for that, which I'll share with you after the show. Fantastic. And the other person that we're going to get on quite soon is Joanna Penn of the Creative Pen. And Joanna is um, a fantastic and prolific blogger. Her site is fantastic, and um, she is um, a kind of an inspiration to independent um, publishers everywhere. And uh, she's been she's uh, published a couple of her books and novels independently and they've sold a shed load of copies and she provides fantastic advice and I really want to uh, chat to her and talk to her about it because I think it's a really um, I think the way that she's done it is really interesting and and I don't, it would also be great to talk to Patrick about that as well because I think that I think the two of them and they've done it in very different ways but I think the two of them are um, absolute kind of beacons of how to publish your work independently mm-hmm. and um and so it'd be great to talk to them about um, about that. So that's coming up in some future shows. Yes, and I'm sure we'll have many other people as well. Like we want to have Randy on, who's my, mine and Patrick's publisher, um, Randy Murray. So we will arrange that also. Indeed. So the other thing that I say, I have two more things I want uh, that I want to say, and I'm going to do them very quickly because we're going over our half an hour already. Oh. <laughs> so the first thing was. Um, if anyone has any suggestions or anything that they want us to talk about or any feedback or anything like that about the podcast, then we'd be more than happy to help uh, or to listen, sorry. We might be happy to help as well. But we'd certainly be happy to listen. Um, so all feedback is great. Do get in touch, uh, ian at writeforyourlife.net um, or you can get in touch with Mike through 70 decibels. Um, and the other thing is, if you like the podcast, then please leave a review, of course, in iTunes because that's extremely helpful and helps with... Uh, gaining new listeners and that type of thing, I believe. It does. It does. And that's it. That's my public announcements finished. I enjoyed them. So where where the heck can people find you on the internet if they want to look you up? Well, they can now go to net, or they can follow me on Twitter where I am iMike, which is I-M-Y-K-E. Terrific. And I am Ian Broom, I-A-I-N-B-R-O-O-M-E. Um, on Twitter and uh, writeforyourlife.net is the blog of the podcast. and You should definitely go there and subscribe instantly. When is that going to become ianbroom.net? 
Well, it was supposed to become ianbroom.net probably last week, but um, I've ended up working on my blurb and my edits as above. <laughs> so um, it, it, hopefully not too, hopefully not too, hopefully not in the too distant future. It's looking great though. I'm excited about it. Not a huge amount is going to change. It'd just be lots more interesting stuff on there, and then I'll be blogging in a very similar way, uh, similar way to what I already am now. Look forward to it. Marvellous. 33 minutes. It's close, isn't it? Not bad. Quick, we've only got eight seconds until it's 33 minutes. Fine. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.